Fred Bracciani of TSC News, the Sports Courier. We have right here via Zoom a very special guest. He is a Tampa Bay Buccaneer. And oh yeah, he is also a Super Bowl champion. We're talking to Bucks punter Bradley Pinion. Bradley, how's it going? It's going good, man. I don't know if I'm ever going to get used to that Super Bowl champion tag along with my name, man. It's uh, it's surreal. I can imagine. I'm sure you've gotten this question a million times from friends, family, media, but I got to ask you the obligatory question. How does it feel to be a Super Bowl champion? You know, it feels good. Um, something that you kind of work for your whole life. As, a, as an athlete, as a football player, you kind of work for it. And it's always a dream and it's always like an aspiration, but it's never... Uh, never think it's actually going to come true. It's like one in a, one in like a million chance, I feel like. And uh, just blessed enough to be on a, a team with um, a bunch of studs and uh, that we're able to make it happen. Now, you're known to be not only a very well-liked guy in the locker room and across the league, uh, but also somebody that's pretty humble. But when you win a Super Bowl, it, you know, sometimes some teams get a little comfortable. It becomes natural to, to celebrate quite a bit. Uh, how do you keep yourself grounded even with all the success you've had up to this point? What you did last year doesn't matter. At this point, I mean, it didn't matter as soon as the next day of the Super Bowl was over. Um, so you got to go do it again. Um, and it's not something where you can just sit back and relish in what you've done. Take a little bit of time to appreciate it because you put in a bunch of work to get there. But um, it's time to go do it again. I mean, it's one of those situations where, like I said, last year doesn't matter. Um, it's a whole new team. I mean, we have all 25 starters and it is 25. Everybody says 22 <laughs> starters. It's 25. Can't forget the specialists. All 25 starters back. And um, we got a great chance to do it again, and but we got to put the work in to get there. And um, I'm going to make sure the specialists do their part, and I do my part. And um, I know the whole team, we got to, like I said, we got a tremendous group of guys in our locker room, some of the best to ever do it. I mean, we might have 12 Hall of Famers in our locker room. It's crazy. Um, so it's, uh, I can promise you that we're putting the work in to get it done. Man, I mean, you got an, an incredible squad. You mentioned that it's not—it's not 22 stars; it's 25. I mean, I, I can't—I can't imagine you being on a team like this, right? I mean, all through high school, through college, you know, even in the NFL, your your teammates always change. You always have a lot of turnover. Sometimes on the coaching side as well. Uh, besides the obvious that you guys won a Super Bowl, uh, for, for what people don't see on the field, like what makes this team so special? What makes the chemistry so real? You know, it's going to sound uh, cliche, but it's the brotherly love we have for one, for one another. I mean, in it's the, the unselfishness of our team. At one point, I believe, a game, we had Shaq Barrett running down the field on punt. I mean, he's your all-pro, Pro Bowl, like, uh, outside linebacker, leading sack guy, like, he, and he's playing special teams. So, like, we just have a group of unselfish guys that are willing to just do whatever it takes to get the job done. And that's, that's, that's why we were as good as we were. Um, we, I don't think – honestly, I don't think we were the best team in the NFL. I mean, obviously it showed throughout the season and we lost a few games. Um, but we just knew how to get the job done. We, we gelled at the right time. We came together at the right time. We put our minds to it. And it was one of those situations where we just did it. And I, I love this group of guys. Um, it reminds me of, honestly, when I was at Clemson and we had a bunch of group, a group of guys that just loved each other. And that's what it is. We're unselfish. We love each other. We're willing to do what it takes. And um, we're going to do it again. <laughs> that, that That's fantastic, man. Now, if I recall correctly, you were briefly put on the COVID list uh, late 2020, right? Yeah. Are you surprised looking back at everything that you personally went through and the NFL and the team and the world went through that you guys were able to not only finish the season, but get to that point? You know, I got fortunate and never actually had COVID. I was just a close contact. So that was, that was very fortunate, but yeah, absolutely. I mean, the season shouldn't even have happened last year, honestly. Um, but the NFL did a great job. The NFL PA did a great job. The coaches, the players, 
the training staff, the um, athletic staff, athletic trainers, like everybody did an amazing job to make the season happen. Um, it was certainly something I hope we never have to go through again in my career um, or in my lifetime, honestly. Um, but it, it, like I said, that everybody did a tremendous job to be able to get all the games in, not miss games, to get the Super Bowl in, to have fans in the stands in the Super Bowl. I mean, that it was tremendous. Not throwing shade at any other team because obviously it's a, it was a unique situation, but I really feel like just watching from afar and covering the Bucks throughout the, the season as I did, like, I mean, you guys did a pretty good job of kind of containing everything. And, and you know, other than you know, your close call and maybe a few other teammates, like, you, di- you guys did pretty well. Yeah, we have, like, we have an incredible staff. We have an incredible organization, top to bottom, um, from the janitors to the owners. I mean, you, you name it, we, we got an incredible staff. And everybody did what they were supposed to do to um, keep the virus at bay. And when we did have small little cases and outbreaks, um, we were able to contain them. And um, we got the, I mean, in Bulls Town, we just got the job done. I mean, and that, at the beginning of the year, BA had a meeting with the team and said, it's going to be the team that stays the healthiest and, gets, and battles the pandemic the best. And I, I might be misquoting this, but I think we had like the least amount of cases in the NFL. And, um, it's a testament. I mean, I think BA hit the nail on the head at the beginning of the year. We were able to stay the healthiest, um, have the least amount of cases, and it led to a Super Bowl. As far as the offseason goes, we know the rookies have uh, reported to uh, minicamp. They're doing their thing as the new draft picks. For you personally, when does the offseason start as far as getting those workouts in, staying loose, staying ready for the upcoming season? That started a long time ago. That starts before the NFL even says it starts. I mean, that starts the day after the next the day after the Super Bowl is when that starts for us. And as a veteran, you know how to handle the offseason. You know how to uh, go about your day to day. You know when to kick, when to lift, when to relax, when to stretch, when to get the recovery. Um, I was fortunate enough to learn from guys like Phil Dawson and Robbie Gold, who have been around for centuries. It seems like um, so I, I learned how to do it at a, a really young in my career um and i just keep building on every year and i feel like i get stronger and better and more consistent every single year um so i mean that honestly starts the day the last game ends um you already start preparing for the next year you start putting the game plan together before the season season even ends of what you liked what you didn't like from the year before so i mean you you really put it all together way beforehand and then you just execute your plan um one of the best sayings that keith our special teams coach says is have a plan and work your plan that's literally like, that's all it is. Have a plan, work your plan. And when you have a plan and work your plan, can't go wrong. Well said. Now you don't just have a plan to stay ready during the off season, heading into the regular season, but you have a plan to help people. And you've been helping people for a number of years, uh, making some tremendous contributions with uh, convoy of hope. Can you tell fans a, a little bit about that and the tremendous work that you guys have done? Yeah. So this past year we did a campaign called touch back to give back. Um, and we partnered with my uncle um, who owns a company and basically we just did for every touchback that was hit um, on kickoffs during the season, you could donate a dollar amount or you could donate one lump sum. Um, we actually raised almost over $100,000. Um, and with that $100,000, we are actually putting on a event with Convoy of Hope um, where we're going to serve 500 plus um, underprivileged families in the Clemson area. Um, that event is actually going to be on June 12th, so it's coming up. And we're, uh, we're stoked for this event. We're handing out shoes, socks, hygiene kits. Um, Pepsi's been gracious enough to come on board and do a ton of Pepsi product. Um, we'll hand out warm warm meals for people. Um, we'll have a chance to get photos, haircuts, books. I mean, it's, it's going to be an awesome event. Um, 
and it's something that's near and dear to my heart. I didn't, I don't, football's great. Don't get me wrong. Football's amazing. Um, but that's not my purpose. God gave me this platform to be able to make a difference. Um, and that's what I plan to do with it. So super pumped about the event, superpumped.com.boy. And then we also have a program called Punts for Pups. Um, it's for every punt down inside the 20-yard line. We sponsor the adoption of a dog at the Hillsborough County Pet Resource Center. Um, and over, we've done that for two years now, and we've had over 40 dogs adopted, um, which is just awesome. And we plan to expand on that next year, where we're, we're looking and working with some different organizations to even um, have a greater impact with that. Um, so the Lord's just blessed me tremendously to be able to um, give back um, something that's near and dear to me and my wife's heart. Um, so super excited about those. Um, Convoy is an amazing organization. If you don't know about it, you should really look into them. They do stuff all over the world from natural disasters to women empowerment to feeding programs. They feed over, uh, I believe it's over 400,000 kids every school day in foreign countries. Um, I mean, you, you name it, they do it. They don't just teach a man. They don't just give a man a fish. They teach a man to fish. They literally go in and teach them how to grow crops and um, harvest the crops and then sell the crops so that way they can sustain themselves and not relying on someone else, which is the biggest part. I mean, you can you can give somebody something all day long, uh, but being able to actually equip someone with something that will be lifelong, um, that's where you make a difference. Wow, man, that's just absolutely uh, tremendous stuff. I, I commend you or your organization and your wife and your family for for all doing this. Just absolutely wonderful. And there's like an old saying too, if, if you give, life gives back to you. I mean, Amen. do you feel that way whenever you're given? Absolutely. And I don't even say life gives back. I mean, I almost get more fulfillment out of it than the people that we're actually serving just to see the looks on their face, to be able to slide a pair of shoes onto a kid's foot that has like never, maybe hadn't never had a pair of new pair of shoes or hadn't had a new pair of shoes. And I don't know how long and see the joy on their face and watch them run away. Um, and like in their new pair of shoes, it's, it's, it, it does something to you. Um, and it's, it's, it's awesome, honestly. And we're actually planning on doing one of these events in Tampa, um, too. So be on the lookout for that. Excellent, man. Well, that, that's tremendous stuff. Um, now if we transition to something, uh, a little bit, a little bit different here, you, your playing career. Yeah. Now, a lot of people may not know you're six, five. I, I mean, I mean that, that's pretty tall for you know, any, any player, uh, let alone a punter. Uh, yeah. growing, growing up, did you gravitate towards football and special teams? Did you do basketball? Did some people say, bro, you could be a, a bouncer or a pro wrestler. I mean, you're, you're a pretty big guy, pretty big guy for a punter. I mean, wh what, what path did you kind of take that ended up uh, being in special teams? Yeah. So crazy enough, my first love was soccer. Um, I was a goalie in soccer and loved soccer. And that's kind of how I got started kicking the football. Um, but I played all sports. I played soccer, basketball, it was terrible at baseball, but I played it. Um, <laughs> And then football kind of fell in with that. My grandpa, I was actually a punter um, for App State and then had some tryouts and stuff in NFL. And I see San Francisco spent preseason with the Dallas Cowboys. So it was um, kind of in my blood to be able to punt a football. But really, soccer got me started. And um, being able to play all those different sports, I was fortunate enough to um, actually have scholarships for all three of them to play at different schools. Um, but football was my passion. Football kind of fell into my lap right around seventh grade, um, got a football for Christmas, went out to the field, and my dad thought I was going to want to throw it around, and I told him to put it on his foot. I wanted to kick it, and I kicked like a 35-yard field goal first every time I touched the football. Wait, 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 first time? First every time kicking a football, I kicked wow. a 35-yard field goal. So I, my dad was like, hang on, do that again. So I, he put it on his foot again, and I kicked it, went through again, and he was like, stop right there. We're going to get you some help. He just saw something um, in me that was like, hey, you, you might be pretty good at this. 
Um, and it's just been a wild ride ever since. Ever since seventh grade, I have traveled all across the nation, um, training with some of the best coaches to ever do it. Was fortunate enough to have probably the best coach in the entire world um, right there in Charlotte in my hometown named Dan Orner. And I've worked with him since eighth grade. He's still my coach to this day. I, I go see him once a week in the off season. Um, so it's it's been truly a wild ride, truly one that good Lord's had his hand on from leaving early as a junior at Clemson, that crazy punter that leaves early to uh, getting drafted to ending up at the Bucks, winning the Super Bowl. I mean, man, you can't dream it up. Yeah, it's crazy. And I believe when you were drafted, you were the only punter drafted that year, right? Yeah, it was me, me, one punter and one long snapper, me and Joe Cardona with the uh, Patriots where we were picked, actually back-to-back picks. I was picked 165 and he was 166. Wow. So, I mean, there's a lot of pressure as a special teamer to, you know, get, get drafted in the first place, but to do it like you did, I mean, that's, that, that that's awesome. And you did end up going to Clemson. You spoke earlier a little bit about how, you know, that camaraderie kind of reminds you of what you have with the Bucks right now. I imagine some other offers might've been on the table since Clemson is obviously a major school, former national champion, had a lot of success, especially in, in recent years. Uh, what made you ultimately uh, settle for Clemson? Yeah, I had to narrow it down to um, Clemson, South Carolina, UNC, and Georgia. That was kind of like my top four. Um, and the brotherhood that I already made with a lot of the guys at Clemson, um, my best friend to this day, um, he's an offensive lineman that played with me at Clemson. We roomed together the whole time we were at Clemson, and we talk every day. Um, really, that's what drew me to Clemson. It's one big family, and it sounds cliche, and it sounds like everybody says that, but it's true. I mean, it's, it's different at Clemson. Um, you, it is legit a family. Um, we actually did an interview. I went into school early at Clemson and there was like eight or nine of us that went in early and, um, they set us all in separate rooms and did interviews with us. And they asked us all why we came to Clemson and every single one of us unprompted said, because it felt like family. And that's, it was true. Clemson was family. Uh, I still talk to those people to this day. I live 20 minutes from Clemson. I couldn't leave the area. My wife grew up 20 minutes in Clemson, literally like Clemson is family. Um, and I, I firmly believe that and would do it all over again, pick Clemson every single time over again. Um, and I never won an ACC championship. I never won a national championship. The biggest bowl game we won was the Orange Bowl my sophomore year. So, we, I mean, we were good, but we weren't amazing like we are now at Clemson. Um, and it was just the family aspect of it that was huge. Now, did you meet your wife at Clemson or, or did that come afterwards? No, I did. I met my wife at Clemson. I met her my freshman year at Clemson. Um, and it, it was awesome. I mean, she's she's amazing. Her name's Kaylee. Um, I couldn't do any of this without her. She's she's my backbone. She's my rock. Um, and she's she's truly impeccable. She she gives up a lot so we can live this crazy life. And um, she takes care of our four dogs and uh, eventually our children one day. So it um, it's uh, she's special. So Kaylee has to be pretty patient. And I'd imagine that by this point is kind of used to you being in, in this football mode. Right. And the lifestyle and all the training that goes with it. Yeah, she is. She's um. She used to say her least favorite thing about me was that I played football. And it's probably still <laughs> true, honestly. Um, but she's embraced it. She, 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 her football knowledge has grown impeccably. I mean, she'll, she'll start saying stats that I didn't even know existed. And um, she loves it. We love it. Our families are so supportive. Um, we couldn't ask for a better home life situation. Um, it's, it's truly awesome. It's truly been a blessing. Now, what we like to do with the, all our guests is – Ask them some questions, sometimes some random questions, just so people can get to know them a little bit better. Are you ready? Yeah, let's do it. Cool. Who was the funniest guy in the Bucks locker room? Funniest? Oh, Lord. Um, Gronk. That's easy. 
Okay, besides Gronk. <laughs> um, <laughs> funniest. Let's see. Pat O'Connor. Really? That's a that's an unexpected one. Yeah. Is there, he, story, is there any stories you're allowed to tell us? He's just got a a, a good wit about him that you just can't help but laugh at. Favorite late night snack? Ice cream. I love ice cream. What flavor? Vanilla ice cream with chocolate syrup and sprinkles. Mm. I, I, I like that. S- simple but effective. I, I, simple I but effective. All right. Best spot in Tampa could be a favorite place to eat. You know, place to enjoy the views. Like, is there one or two places that that you really just like enjoy going? Like, if I'm going, I'm saying Bradley. I'm hitting up Tampa for a first time or whatever. Where would you point me to? Besides point, a Bucks game. Yeah, I'd point you to the Hyde Park area, and I'd point you to. If you want just kind of like a good tapas place, I'd go to Haven. If you want Mexican, I'd send you to Green Lemon. Um, if you want a steak, I'm going to go unpopular opinion. I'm not sending you to Burns. I'm sending you to Charlie's Steakhouse. Um, let's see. If you want seafood, I'm sending you to the, I think it's called the Salt Shack down in um, South Tampa. Yeah, I think that's it. Who's the coolest guy in the Bucks, and why is it Bruce Arians? <laughs> He is the coolest one by far, and it's got to be because he got a Super Bowl tattoo. Yeah, he seems like a, a pretty chill dude. Got got a good sense of style too. So. Absolutely, I love his hat. I wish I could pull it off. Yeah. He's, he's he's one of the few that can. Uh, speaking of the Bucks, is the Bucks boat show parade the greatest Super Bowl celebration in history? Absolutely, most epic thing I've ever been a part of in my entire life. Winning the Super Bowl was great. The after party was great, but that parade was something else. Was it as wild in person as it seemed on, on TV? Between uh, you know the drinks flowing, everybody's having a good time as y'all should, uh, but also the uh, throwing of the Super Bowl trophy across the boat. Yeah, um, it was probably more wild in person than it was on <laughs> TV, just because the TV can't capture every moment. But um, yeah, it was wild, definitely wild. What's your most awkward football moment? Awkward football moment. Had to be in high school um, my junior year. Um, the LSU scout was in this. There was actually a few scouts in the stands. And opening kickoff, I slipped and hit the kickoff two yards. And the team, the opposing team was smart enough to pick it up and run it like 20 yards towards their end zone. And um, the LSU scout got up and walked out the stadium. Oof, that's... Yeah, that, that 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 that's pretty rough. Is, is there an awkward moment in the NFL, or have you been pretty clear for the most? Part? Uh, my worst, uh, I'd say my most awkward moment in the NFL was actually with Sam Fran, and I, um, my my rookie year, I was filling the shoes of a longtime Pro Bowler, Andy Lee, and so it was some tough shoes to follow. And um, I think it was my probably my third or fourth game. I was at home and I hit a like a seventeen yard punt out of bounds, completely whiffed it and got booed to the sideline. Um, and it was probably the worst feeling I've ever felt in my NFL career. Now, I'd imagine as a pro athlete, especially on a Super Bowl champion, I mean, there's always you know a lot of pressure on you. Uh, how do you handle that adversity? Uh, yeah, you, it's because kicking is a streak of one. Uh, you handle one kick at a time. Uh, my next kick, I actually went out there and hit like a 65-yard bomb. So I, I totally redeemed myself, but... Um, it's the streak of one. So you just got to look at it one kick at a time, no matter what happens, clear your mind, clear your thoughts, go get the next one. Same thing with every other player, honestly, one play at a time, one snap at a time. Um, so, yeah. What's the biggest misconception about being a punter? They were not athletes. People don't realize to be, to punt. I was just talking about this with someone earlier too. This is fantastic. 
to punt and to be a punter, you're usually the holder for field goal kicking also. So to punt, you probably have the most catches on the team than anyone else. So you can take Mike Evans, you can take Chris Godwin, you can take A.B., Scotty Miller, and take all their catches, and then you look at every single time I call a football, and I probably have the most catches on the team. You, you mentioned all these great wide receivers that, that you guys play with. Uh, I'm going to ask you a bit of a controversial question here. Who, right. who, in your opinion, is the fastest person on the Bucks? The fastest on the Bucks, mm-hmm. Dean. Okay. Jamal Dean. Jamal Dean? Okay. Yeah, 100%. You just need, like, you do a straight line speed, you're going Dean. If you're going, like, cutting and quickness, you probably got to go Scotty. But if you're just going straight line, it's definitely Dean. If you weren't a punter, what would you be? Football? Or are we just talking about life? I mean, just, uh, just general. You know, let's just uh, throw, throw out football for a sec. Let's just say, uh, you know, you had to take a totally different career path. If you couldn't become a punter, if you couldn't be a pro athlete, where would life take you? Uh, somewhere in the business world, I have a business degree, so I'd say I'd honestly probably be running. Um, my dad runs a, a furniture company, owns a furniture company, so I'd probably be in the family business with the furniture company, honestly. So you were completing business school while also playing for Clemson, while mm-hmm. also juggling a, a pretty serious relationship. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm sure some college kids watching this going, how the hell do you do that? How'd you do that? <laughs> tell, them, tell, them, tell them, don't worry, it... Um, it took me a few years after I left to actually graduate because I ended up because I did leave early. I had three classes left that I would have had to take my senior year. So I took them each summer. I took one class a summer and finished my degree. But um, I mean, you just got to prioritize. Um, you got to learn what's more important than anything. And uh, if you put your mind to it, you can do it. That's what I'm, I believe has always been. Besides the Super Bowl, what game, what performance, uh, what about your career are you most proud of? Probably that first game. Ever in the NFL, um, you you work your whole life to you dream about those types of moments, being able to play in that first game. And then I'd say, honestly, just like an accumulation of this past season, all the ebbs and flows. I mean, we started off rocky, had a good run and then lost. I think it was like, what, three or four straight. And then um, went on to finish the season phenomenally um and just the the way the whole team handled that adversity the way us as specialists handled that adversity um that i think that was pretty cool what's the best piece of advice you give anybody watching this uh, particularly any uh, aspiring pro athletes uh work your tail off i mean it's it, it looks all fun in games and you see the the glamour of it on guys instagrams and um social media and interviews and you you see you see the fun side of it but what you don't always see is the work ethic you put in the the 4.30 a.m. alarm clocks every day during the season, the, um, the grind, the lifting, the running, the training, the critiquing of technique, the coaches in your ears yelling at you, the fans that don't like you. There's always going to be fans that don't like you. <laughs> um, not meeting your own expectations, not meeting coaches' expectations. I mean, people don't see the, the glitz and grammar of it, but um, just the the uh, the work, the put in the work. If you put in the work, um you give yourself the greatest possibility to make good things happen and to live out your dream. So put your head down, get to work, and then I believe something greater than yourself. I'm a firm Christian. I firmly believe in God and Jesus Christ is my Savior. Um, having that belief in something greater than myself keeps me grounded and also lets me know that when those crazy bad things happen or when those good things happen, not to get too high, not to get too low, but stay very confident, stay very level and um, give give the glory to the man upstairs. 
Well, Bradley, it's been a pleasure talking to you, learning about your journey, learning about all the great things you're doing off the field as well. Uh, before we let you go, where can fans find you and Convoy of Hope online? Yeah, so you can find us on Instagram, um, Convoy of Hope. You can go to my Instagram. I've posted about it numerous times, so just scroll. I'm sure you'll see them somewhere in there. Um, Convoy of Hope, convoyofhope.org. Um, I mean, they're all over the place. You Google Convoy of Hope, it'll come right up. Um, and they do an amazing job. They're awesome people. Um, I met them like my rookie year in the NFL, and they didn't ever hound me for anything. They didn't even ask me for money. They didn't ask me to do anything, but I fell in love with the people within the organization and what their what their mission is. It aligns perfectly with um, Christ's mission and my mission in life, and um, they're just an amazing organization. So I highly recommend going out there, um, looking them up. Um, hit me up on Instagram. I'll be happy to to uh, share your share share their impact on my life and um, their impact on many others' lives.